Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. KSL's Live Mike, Live Mike. with Lee Lonsberry. Welcome back to KSL News Radio. This is Live Mike. I am Jason Perry uh, with the Hinckley Institute of Politics, joined by. Morgan Lyoncotti, also with the Hinckley Institute. Oh, Morgan, so many things happening in politics. Uh, and uh, as we have approached budget cuts, as we approach different things happening in the state, particularly during the pandemic, one of those key issues that we keep talking about appropriately is the mental health of our students and the people in the state of Utah. And no one is more on the cutting edge of that particular issue than our next guest, Representative Steve Ellison. Representative, thanks for joining us. My pleasure. Thank you, Jason. Well, uh, let's just jump in because, uh, you, really, you have been leading the charge on this effort in the state for quite a while. Most of the legislation that's been done in this area, you've had a hand in. But maybe talk for a moment about even this special session that we just had, because I know you're dangerously close to being a full-time legislature now. So let's just talk about your, your efforts there, because you've been able to preserve some funding for this critical element of mental health services in the state. Uh, yes, uh, thank you. So, yeah, we just held the sixth special, special session, which is over the past two years, and uh, the session that we held in June is where we had to go in and look at uh, making some you know, pretty deep budget cuts based on the contraction in the economy that's occurred with uh, COVID-19. And, you know, unfortunately, what we had to do is basically pull the funding back from all of the the new programs and those that were funded in the 2020 general session that finished up in March. Well, one of the uh, key bills that was passed in March, uh, HB 32, one of the most important mental health bills I think we've ever passed in our state's history was in jeopardy of having that funding cut, not because there wasn't strong support behind the policy. The bill passed both the House and Senate on a bipartisan basis, unanimously, it was just the you know the dollars and cents of not having the funds to uh, keep it going. But uh, luckily, in the special session, I think it was maybe the only bill um, that survived uh, having the funding pulled back on uh, for bills passed during the the last general session. Uh, the, the bill had a fiscal note of about fifteen million dollars. Most of that's ongoing funding. And and maybe I can just tell you a little bit about what that does. Yeah, please do, because this was uh, such significant legislation, and so many people in the state uh, will be impacted by it either directly or by people in their family. Yeah, thank you. So what what we're trying to do is change the whole um, paradigm of how somebody seeks help when either 
themselves or a loved one is having a mental health crisis. Now, if anybody listening to the program is not personally impacted either themselves by uh, some sort of mental health issue or a family member, they are very unique. Uh, At any given time, uh, one in five Utahns, one in five Americans is experiencing some sort of mental health issue. So this is very, very pervasive. In fact, estimates are about a third of the time somebody just goes to see their their family physician that uh, it's for an issue that is either directly or indirectly tied to a mental health issue. Now, our current system largely is when somebody's in crisis, potentially contemplating suicide or or harming themselves, um, the two most likely options are uh, an emergency room, or even potentially jail. And the way that mental uh, health treatment has kind of evolved in this country is that sometimes the first call is to 911. They dispatch police officers. If somebody, you know, at that point in time isn't thinking rationally, sometimes for their own safety, that officer will uh, arrest them. And we know we can do so much better. There's no other health uh, issue that, you know, the first call is to 911. So what we've done over the years is we've um, set up the Utah Crisis Line. That number is 1-800-273-TALK, T-A-L-K, which is 8255. Um, that goes to the uh, Suicide Prevention um, Helpline that is staffed out of the University of Utah at the Neuropsychiatric Institute by licensed clinical social workers, 24-7, 365 free and completely confidential. So we have bolstered uh, the crisis line so no call for help ever goes unanswered. We have been promoting, uh, encouraging people to call the crisis line when they're in need. This bill HB 32 set up the state's uh, first uh, uh, statewide warm line. So this is a number that somebody can call when they're, they're not quite in crisis, but they're struggling. They need somebody to talk to. And this number is now live. This is the first time this is uh, really being publicly announced. So glad to be on. Yeah, congratulations on that. It's that's a big deal. Hope everyone takes note of that number. That 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 I'm going to share that number with you now. That this is the warm line. So again, if somebody's not quite in crisis but they just need somebody to speak to, that number is one eight three three speak U T. So S P. E-A-K-U-T. That number is now live. It's also answered by the folks at the, 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 the clinicians at the University Neuropsychiatric Institute. Again, free and confidential. So that's 1-833-SPEAK-U-T. Uh, and kind of the genesis behind that name is we just need to encourage people to speak up when they're not, when they're not feeling right and uh, continue to eliminate any stigma that surrounds mental health issues. It's no different than having, you know, a, a flu or high blood pressure. It's a, it's a health issue that there is hope and healing available for. So, so the bill kept the funding in place for the statewide warm line. Um, it also provided ongoing funding for mental health awareness. We just launched the Live On Utah campaign. Uh, people may have seen some of the billboards and commercials, public service announcements that are running. Uh, Steve Young, uh, the Super Bowl MVP that, uh, of course, uh, uh, is one of Utah's own, uh, recorded a PSA for us 
uh, as part of that campaign, encouraging people to reach out for help uh, in their moment of need. Uh, really, the keystone of this bill was creating a statewide uh, series of crisis receiving centers. There'll be four of these across the, the state from Davis County, Salt Lake County, Utah County, down to Washington County. These are facilities where somebody in crisis can either be taken or just walk in anytime, day or night, and they can stay there for up to 23 hours, uh, typically no cost associated with that visit. It's basically a mental health emergency room. Emergency rooms do their best to treat somebody with a mental health issue, but sometimes the specialized skills to help that individual um, are not as readily delivered in an emergency setting. So here they can get the assessment um, and treatment they need, as well as be given a plan when they leave there in terms of how they can continue to get additional uh, therapy or treatment or services that are customized for their individual needs. The bill also expanded MCOT teams. Those are mobile crisis outreach teams, basically a mental health ambulance uh, with no flashing lights and no uniforms uh, on marked cars. These can be dispatched when somebody calls the crisis line if they need additional help. They come to their home. It's a licensed clinical social worker and a peer mentor who's, you know, been there in that experience and, you know, knows probably how that person's feeling. Um, the, this is a free service. Again, it's accessed by calling um, 1-800-273-TALK. And so we expanded those teams in the rural areas of the state. And uh, we're also, the bill also funded a new version of SafeUT. SafeUT, of course, is a very um, popular app that's being used by uh, elementary, middle school, high school, and college students where they can talk with a licensed clinical social worker uh, confidentially, anonymously, and free through the SafeUT app available for, for download. Uh, it's going to be expanded to uh, frontline workers, uh, law enforcement, firefighters, uh, healthcare workers. They have some very difficult jobs, and un unfortunately, the suicide rates among those professions is much higher than the average, uh, the general population. So look for that app coming later this fall. So those are kind of the highlights of what the bill did. Uh, huge commitment from both sides of the aisle, both the House and Senate, uh, the governor's office. You know, this this is not a partisan issue. This is a this is a human race issue, and I'm so excited to see the state of Utah rallying around this cause to improve um, mental health resources for the the citizens of Utah. So, Representative, to, to that great point, we only have about a, a minute left here, but will you, will you just take a few seconds and talk about this, this big contribution to mental health from uh, the Huntsman family through the University of Utah and what, what you expect to come from that, that huge donation for this great cause? Yeah, thank you. So, so last fall, the, the Huntsman family announced what I, as far as I know, is the, the largest gift to university in the history of the state of Utah it's a $150 million commitment uh, to improve uh, mental health uh, services, research, and training. And uh, th this is, I, I can't say enough about what a game changer this is going to be for the state of Utah. Um, I expect to see in the near future some big announcements about how this money is going to be begin to be utilized and um, I'm just extremely grateful to the Huntsman family for their commitment to this issue and um, look forward to the great things that are going to come from that historic uh, donation. 
Well, Representative, thank you so much for spending some time today. It's just clear from this conversation that you are moving the needle on this very important issue. And it's just so, so important that we're able to talk about it, find ways to help wherever we can. So thank you for all that you're doing for being on today. Thank you. Take care. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.